Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. All right, I appreciate Miss Madeline and her team. They t- they're teaching our k- kids how to worship, amen. The guys on the back row, they might need to graduate out of kids' church. I don't know. Do you think Jacob? No, they're, they're our, they assist Miss Madeline. They're doing a great job. Uh, the next three, let me call the next three up, and uh, they'll come in order. Uh, Miss Isabel is going, Palacios is going to sing, uh, Good, Good Father, and then Jenny Burchett's going to sing. And then we have a trio of April, John, and Heather are going to sing. So if you guys would just come up in that order, I'd appreciate it. Come on.
Son of man, there before the world began, born to suffer, born to save, born to raise us from the grave, Christ the everlasting love. He shall reign forevermore. No.
go tell it on a mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born while shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the that Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was and God sent us salvation, that blessed Christmas morn. Go, tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is Okay, we are blessed around here because whew, we get feedback, but uh, uh, we've got a great youth pastor. Now, when he's serving in his official capacity, which he will be here in just a moment after what he's getting ready to do, he's Andrew Ham. But when he comes, like he's getting ready to come right now, he's Drew Ham. So Drew Ham is coming to do a little rap, and then he's bringing the youth up, and they're going to do a special. So he's Drew Ham now, and then when the young people get up here, he's Andrew Ham. So would you give it up for Drew Ham? Thank you. How many Grinch lovers do we have in the house? Well, this song goes out to everyone who's been called a Grinch. Sing it if you know it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Some of y'all got it. Yeah. Yo, I'm here to speak up for the Grinch before these saints get led to cinch. Oh, cinch, that just means problematic. Excuse me if I get dramatic. Just trying to come and break a habit. It seems that we are right back at it. Shiny things, we got to have it. A fish that seems we got to grab it. This is so anticlimactic. Buy a gift and I unwrap it. Play it twice and then I jack it. Yo, that's cold. Well, grab a jacket. The Grinch, he tried to expose. Had a heart for Christmas hat froze. Time broken family with boats Going broke for high price coal Sorry, let me pull this back Let me get up off my soapbox See America, we Cause America, we so lost Trying to break your necks for that low cost I'ma sip my teeth like a green frog I'm just minding my own business With this culture that is Christmas Let me get this thing straight I love the season, yeah it's great I'm just mad when y'all bring up the Grinch. Y'all always throwing shade. Y'all hypocriticizing how we open up the curtain on overt commercializing. Let's have Christmas with a purpose. Misunderstood. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Gimme, 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 I want more stuff. Yeah, thanks for Thanksgiving, now let's hang my stockings up. Wait, hold up, I mean my turkey's still warm. Out buying new coats before your old ones even warm. Oops, oops. I don't mean to make waves, but it seems that we are all slaves. I want this and that, I want that and this, and the only thing we're giving is a Christmas list. What if I wrapped up empty boxes, put them in your living room, See the best gift I ever got when they look inside an empty tomb. It came without ribbon. It came without bag. It came without packages. Boxes no back. It came with pierced wrists and a hole in the side. He started in a manger and he rose to the sky. Understood? Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yo. Yo, thank you guys so much. This song is available for free. It's on my Facebook page, Andrew Hammer, Drew Ham. Y'all can download it.
So we just saved you from having to buy expensive tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestra right there. You just... All right, two more, uh, two special ones. First one, uh, Seth and Madeline, and who else is helping y'all? Brian and Hannah. But uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Madeline. We know you want to. Go ahead, Madeline. Go ahead. She's worshiping like this all the time now. Can't figure out. If y'all don't know, Seth and Madeline got engaged. They... They finally talked to one another like they wouldn't even talk to each other forever. And then, no, she wouldn't talk to him. Let's get this right. Okay. But then all of a sudden, good things happened. But So they're going to sing. Uh, and Brian came all the way in from Africa, I guess, to play for them. So pretty cool. And then when they finished, now we got one that came in from Africa. Then our young ladies from Hawaii are going to sing for us after them. Edie and Christiane are going to sing for us, and so we're excited about that. So let's give it up for them, and they're going to bless this for song. of a mother a baby's cry is the sound of love come down come down Emmanuel he is a song for the suffering he is Messiah the Prince of Peace has come he has come Messiah. 
Good morning, everyone. Um, as Pastor Steve said, um, this is my, this, I'm Edie and this is my sister and we're all the way from the island of Oahu in Hawaii. <laughs> and if you're going to ask me why are you here, I'm, I'm just going to say God's thoughts are way higher than ours could ever be. And th this Christmas, this is a song that we prepared, it's How Great Thou Art. We're going to sing some of it in Hawaiian, and it's not a Christmas song, but it's Christmas time that we're reminded how great our God is to us. You know, he gave the greatest gift. He's the greatest giver that anyone could ever. He's just the greatest giver. That's just it. Nothing compares. There you go. <laughs> so here it goes. How great thou art. Ekea kua mane. Ekea kua.
shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? If you know it, you can sing it. Then I shall bow in humble, in humble adoration, and then proclaim, my God, how great Thou art! Sing it out. Worship him today, then sing, then sing. Thank you so much. I have weird thoughts. Y'all know that, right? Y'all figured some, Okay, I figured some. Right. I'm sitting here thinking, uh, when they start that, I'm like, she could just be making stuff up, and we don't even know. How, how was And then she went like, Ani Nani, and I started going, okay. She's le- she's legit. <laughs> Too legit to quit. Okay, see, weird thoughts. I just can't help it. I'm just going to stop right now. Stop. They touch this. All right, get your. All right, never mind. 
Um, our tradition is, is that um, I try to share a devotional thought with you uh, from based around Christmas. This morning I want to just talk to you for just a second about uh, being home alone. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 2, a familiar account. I just want to read it to you. Some of you may be asking why we do this so early. We do this because uh, if we don't do it this early, our college students miss this because they go home for Christmas. And so that's why we do it so early and we want to honor our college students. We have gifts for you, by the way, out in the lobby on your way out. So uh, Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city, in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass that as the angels were gone away from them into the heavens, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. That's an important part of this, the sequence. Uh, Jesus has already been born. They find him lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that, and all that they had heard wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. It's perhaps, I guess in my estimation, uh, one of the most familiar scenes known to mankind. This is how we know it. It's the scene of a young mother with a bewildered surrogate father looking over her shoulder at a little bundled up baby boy conceived by the Holy Spirit. Uh, then we know this scene. We put this scene out. Some of you have already got this scene out before Thanksgiving ever rolls around. You've got uh, the, the nativity scene is out. And so you've got Mary and Joseph and the baby. And they're surrounded by barn animals and halos and singing angels and wise men and shepherds. But that scene is not accurate. That scene is not accurate. It's been stylized and it's been watercolored with pastels and there's this soft glow and there's innocence and perfection, but that's not a very accurate portrayal of what took place in a stable. Uh, this is not Mercy Hospital clean and sterile. This is a stable where this birth takes place. There's another aspect that I, I kind of want to focus in on this morning for you just for a few moments because the other aspect that the artist's don't get correct and it's not really accurate is the abundant company that they put around this scene because what we see is is uh 
the angels and the shepherds and the wise men. But what you discover is that is if you read the account of Matthew, especially in Matthew chapter 2, you discover that when the wise men show up on the scene, Jesus is described as a young child and they're already in a house. So they're not even there at the same time as the, the shepherd, right? So, so we, we portray it that way, but it's not very accurate. And so what I would say to you this morning is this, is at the moment of the birth of the Savior of the universe, Mary and Joseph are alone. When you think about that, there's no mom to hold Mary's hand and walk her through what to expect. There's no dad uh, walking beside a nervous Joseph going, it's going to be okay. There, some of y'all been there, you know. There, there's none of that. They're by themselves. They, 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 they're all alone. And you'll remember uh, this account too. In Luke, we're told, this is a, a crazy account because of my weird thought process, but uh, in Luke, we're told that before Mary gives birth, she visits her cousin, Elizabeth, right? This is weird because then Jesus describes, or John is described as Jesus' cousin, right? So you, I wrote down she told her aunt, and then I realized it said her cousin, so their family tree was pretty straight up, but uh, there's... Okay, doesn't matter. Weird thought. Uh, But Mary goes and visits her cousin, Elizabeth, and tells her what is taking place, that she's going to give birth, that the angels tells her the whole story, right? Okay, are you with me? So blood relatives knew that she was going to give birth to a baby. Are you with me? And then on the day that she gives birth, Her family is a no-show. A no-show. Blood relatives, a no-show. The first folks on the scene to celebrate were strangers. Unknown, no relationship, shepherds. They were the first witnesses. They're the first ones to give a baby shower. They give the first congratulatory slap on the back. They're the first ones to look at Mary and go, he looks just like you because he don't look nothing like his daddy. Right? Okay. Right? They're the very first ones. The very first ones. Those are not blood relatives. Those are sheep specialists. Right? They're the first ones on the scene to, to do all that. I don't want you to miss this. The most significant day in the lives of Mary and Joseph and their immediate family is missing. Outsiders, bystanders, God-called substitutes step in. We know about the gifts that the wise men brought. Um, It wouldn't surprise me that we discover if one of these days we find out for real if the shepherds brought a, a lamb as a gift. But I started thinking about this, and I, and I came to this conclusion. The present of that lamb, if they brought one, the present of the frankincense, the gold, and the myrrh, those weren't the greatest presents they brought. The greatest presents they brought was their presence. We have spent three months talking about the fact that we were never created for isolation. And yet, when Mary and Joseph give birth to this child, they're alone until outsiders step in. 
And so what I want to suggest to you this morning very simply is this, is that as you reflect over this past year, and I can do a lot of reflection about 2015. When you reflect over this last year and you recall the worst days of this year, and there have been some, there have been some. If I went around the room, I could tell some of your stories. I could tell mine, like March the 11th was not a good day for me. On your worst days, when you think back about that, about your worst pain and even some of your greatest moments of joy, often the people that you expected and that you had hoped would be there were glaringly absent. But can I suggest this morning that what we need to do as we end this year and we reflect back and maybe even project forward, maybe this. Can I just get you to stop and look closer? I want to encourage you this morning is that, that if you would look closer back over any pain-filled moment you had last year, any over, over any joyous moment you had last year, even uh, when you look closely and you may discover that though those that are connected to you by blood may have been missing, even though the last name that you thought should have been present wasn't present, can I submit to you this morning that is, if you would look closer, what you would discover is that there were God-assigned people that stepped in and filled the gap. I, I don't want you to discount that, and I don't want you to overlook that, because these are the folks that were minding their own business, that were on their own journey, that were taking care of their own life, and they put all that on hold and they hit pause long enough to interrupt their busy schedule to come running to your moment of pain and into your moment of joy because God assigned them to do that. Why do you think Hope Reigns is here? Because God sent them as God-assigned substitutes. When other people can't step in, they step in. That, that's what God does. And I think what we do, if we're not careful, is that what we do is we overlook and we underestimate and, and we put too much value maybe and meaning on folks who share our name rather than giving the value and the meaning to people who share our pain and to who share our gain. And so as you reflect over your year and you go, well, so-and-so, my uncle wasn't there, and I thought he would be. My aunt didn't show up when I thought she should. My mom didn't rally when I needed her most. My sibling didn't stop. Because what I want you to do this morning is I want you to understand that through your greatest moment of pain and your greatest moments of joy, you were not alone. You were never alone. God assigned people to you. In fact, I want to say it like this this, this, this morning, if you'll just give me uh, a little bit of liberty. I just want to tell you that, uh, let me just talk about us. For us, in our moments of pain, God sends us shepherds and Gomez's and Watkins and Nix's and Prince's and Taylor's. And I could keep going, Arthur's and Hooper's and Wilkerson's and Palacios. And we don't share last names. 
But God assigned Burpos to me and Hams to me and Lafferty's to me and Robles's to me and on and on. I'm a, Hamilton, I can keep going. I'm afraid somebody's going to get mad at me because I left them out. But the Smiths to me. But, the, but, but, but we put so much value on blood that oftentimes we feel like we're alone. And I'm here to remind you this morning, you're not alone. God has sent you. That's why we call this Passion Family Christmas. Because God assigned you to this family. And so in your moment of need, when you need somebody to celebrate, and when you need somebody to cry with you, there's a place to turn. You are not alone. You are surrounded so you won't surrender. So you won't give up. So you won't quit. So what what we want to encourage you to do this morning is simply this. Go ahead and endure great pain and give birth to your greatest days. And God will continue to send people to surround you, to celebrate with you, and to cry with you. We were not designed to do this thing by ourselves. And so I don't want you to underestimate what you have in this room and in this family. God assigned substitutes. They're linked to you to get you through. Father, this morning, I pray that in our tendency to put so much attention on blood relationship, and there are good relationships, I'm not discounting those. But Father, in our attempt sometimes to put so much value on that, we miss the people that you send when we need them most. And so, Father, this is my simple prayer this morning. I pray that every person in this room that may feel alone, that may reflect over a tough year, maybe like me, they had physical challenges this year. Perhaps they went through a financial hardship this year. Perhaps a divorce this year, a breakdown in relationship, just some dark nights and some dreary days. And there were moments that they looked and the people they thought would rally did not rally. And they arrived today and they feel like they're alone. But Father, this morning, I pray that you would help them to open up their eyes. To recognize and realize that they have never been alone, not one moment. That in your providence, you assigned people to to them. And they rallied. And though they don't share blood they share love and so father this morning i pray that they would recognize and they would feel more loved and cared for and celebrated comforted than they've ever felt in their life and i pray that they would acknowledge and understand they have people they can rely on in their moment of need i pray that you would do that in jesus name as we go forward into a new year as well Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus as your Savior, you have not asked Him to come into your heart, you have not submitted your life to Him, can I tell you, you are alone. If that's you, you're alone. But you don't have to stay alone. That's the beautiful story of Christmas. God loved us so much that He sent His Son, not just for a nativity scene, but to be crucified for our sins so that he could establish relationship between us and the Father. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus and you would like to, we will not embarrass you. 
We will simply pray intelligently. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? You can pull it right back down saying, I need to know Jesus. There's one. Anybody else that would raise their hand and say, I want to know Jesus? Yeah, there's two. Father, this morning, these two that raised their hand and anyone else that needed to, maybe someone watching over the Internet right now needs a relationship with your son, Jesus. I pray that even in this moment, they would pray this prayer. Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I ask you to take over my life. I crown you as the Lord and the Savior of my life. I submit my life to you. I give my life to you. It's my present to you this moment. I present my life to you. Help me to walk and follow and live for you from this point forward. And we'll give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Touch your neighbor. Say, you're not alone. You've never been alone.
just worship him right now in this house. Father, we adore you this morning. We're humbled, oh Lord, at your presence in our lives. Father, we adore you because of who you are this morning. We love you, God, and we're so grateful for what you've given us, but more importantly, we're thankful for who you are today. for you alone Lift your voices one more time. Personalize it.
Father, we give you praise this morning. We declare as a body, as a family, that we are thankful for your grace and your mercy in our lives. We're thankful that you provide other folks to surround us with your love, to become Jesus with skin on. And so, Father, we pray that as we end this year and begin a new year, that you would allow us to become ambassadors of your grace to one another and to those outside these four walls. And Father, we pray that you would allow us to reap a great harvest for your kingdom in the coming days. Father, I pray that you would bless your people. I pray that you would reign supreme over our lives. We pray that every need would be met, every circumstance that anyone in this house, in this family may face, that your grace that is sufficient would be applied. Because we declare that you and you alone, you are worthy, you are able, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? And you can be seated for just one more moment, and then we'll let you out of here. Have you enjoyed this morning? Man, it's one of my favorite services that we have. Uh, as you're preparing your morning tithes and offerings this morning, uh, if uh, you are a first-time visitor, there's a, uh, a, in your bulletins that you got, there's a place to fill out. And if you will turn that in at the information booth after the service, we'd appreciate that. If you're a second-time visitor, please see... Pastor Steve back in the back, and he has a uh, card for you to get a free pizza over at Pop Angelo's, and I know you will enjoy that. As the ushers are coming this morning to take your morning tithes and offerings, I want to let you know, uh, in case you haven't noticed, Esther and I haven't been around in about the last four weeks, and uh, we took a little sabbatical. We've worked hard now for almost nine years now, isn't it? And uh, I want you to know, there's no place like passion. You know, if you haven't realized that, you know, we got to visit several churches around the area, and there's no place like home, okay? No place like home. So I want you to realize that we missed you, but uh, we love our church family. There's no doubt about that. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, the important one is that the ladies are having an event on the 11th of this month, and it's called Cookies and Canvas. And there's a place for you ladies to sign up out at the information booth. You don't want to miss that. It will be a great time. I can promise you that. And then the uh, last announcement I have, you understand for the rest of this month, we will only be having one service at 10 o'clock. So if you show up at uh, 1130, uh, we're going to probably be leaving. So uh, make sure you are here and, and make a note of that services are at 10 o'clock. Uh, one other thing, I see a lot of faces I haven't seen in a while, even though I haven't been here. There's some of you that haven't been here. And I want you to look at your neighbor, look at them, and I want you to say to them, I expect to see you next Sunday. Now, there's a lot of expectancy in the house right now. Amen. So I want you to know. You have to come expecting. Do you realize that? If you just come to church to come to church, God ain't going to meet you here. But if you come expecting, if you come expecting your miracle, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get your miracle. Amen. So what are we going to do next week? We're going to come back expecting to see each other. Amen. And we're going to come back expecting God in the house to meet our every need. 
Can you agree with me at that this morning? Why don't you stand and you are dismissed. Be friendly with each other. Shake hands. Take your time leaving. Merry Christmas. College kids, we're going to miss you. And don't forget your gift out front.
It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.